time you move your body and you start sweating, so you're doing a semi-intense, whatever that may be, that's relative, um, but you're doing something and you're sweating. Every time you do that, you're making an investment in the best version of yourself. Your body is not just a body. Like, your body on the outside, externally is a reflection of your standards, mentally. Your body, for the most part, will be indicative of the limitations that you have on your life. The things that are holding you back, and you can actually leverage that to break free from any kind of mental limitations. Every time you move your body and you sweat, you're making an investment in a healthier mind, in a more ideal version of you and the best version of you and you're making an investment in your extraordinary future you're optimizing your life moving your body is not just for looking good in fact it's that's the least that's the last reason why you should really move your body to look good it's more about feeling good sweat equity is everything and This goes into the whole mind-body connection. The great divide between mind and body is costing us a lot. We go to a counselor or a therapist for our mind, right? For mental health. For physical health, we go to a personal trainer or we get a gym membership and we move our bodies. But life, life is not singular. Like, it's, if you look at them as departments, you're trying to solve the entire structure, the entire organization by just addressing one department, mind or body. And that's just not how you turn anything around. You have to do them in a synchronized manner. You can only change the trajectory of your life holistically. Otherwise, you're neglecting a lot of limitations. And you're really, you're actually delaying how long it takes you. You're extending how long it takes you. So, your body is your subconscious mind. We all know that we have a subconscious mind. We all know that we have um, a veil, if you will, between what we know and what is underlying. Well, your body is actually your subconscious mind. And that statement, when, it, when you sit with that for a second and you realize that, it becomes so glaringly clear why you cannot just 
address your mental health while you're seated. Movement in your life requires movement in your life. You can't go anywhere in life. You can't make a change if you don't move. So every single day when you go to the gym or you get a workout in and you move your body and you sweat, you're building equity because you're completely rewiring yourself. But more than that, you're investing in what it is that you want. And you can't do that with just one single approach. I love that so, so, so much. Not Mm -hmm. only because I'm a nurse. (laughs) I think it's really cool, actually. Um, I think the first time that I fully felt it Mm -hmm. was when we went to UPW, the Tony Robbins conference. We used our bodies so much, Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how like moving your body and dancing could truly elevate Mm -hmm. Your mood, and your mood is related to your mind. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've definitely used, like, moving, whether it be a dance party, going to work out, going for a walk, just getting up and changing the way I'm sitting or whatever to help my mind. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's, at UPW, like, we had been vegan for, what, a month? Mm Mm-hmm. And we're like, I don't know what we're going to eat. They have concessions, is that. But we ate, literally we ate an acai bowl every day. Mm -hmm. And maybe a bag of chips. We were on our feet. Like we were up, dancing, moving around, this, that. For like, it was, they were like 16 hour days. Mm -hmm. And we weren't tired. Minimal eating. And we're just going the entire day. We're barely sleeping. You're capable of, we realize, right, like we're capable of so much more than we allow ourselves to know. But we would not, like, when you sit down, you start yawning and, like, after after a certain amount of time passes, you start yawning and you, your mind starts wandering and this and that. But when you stand up, everything zones in again. Boom. You're back here. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Like, and, like, looking good versus feeling good. Mind is mental health, body is physical body. Mm -hmm. Like when you were talking about the therapist and the personal trainer not talking. Yeah. I mean, think about it. How many times, like, even for my parents, they go to a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. They go to the personal trainer for their physical body, but then they wonder why they can't lose the weight. Mm -hmm. Even though they're going to a personal trainer, they can't lose the weight. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's more than just going to a personal trainer. You have certain habits and routines in place, and you have certain limiting beliefs. My mom believed that I'm a woman. I'm in my 50s, mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to lose weight. I don't eat that bad. Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just limiting beliefs that she holds on to, which when you when you have those limiting beliefs, you operate life with them, mm-hmm. meaning they become a self-fulfilling prophecy. 100%. Like, it's, I mean, it, it blows my mind that we don't, we, we were not taught this, mm-hmm. right? Like, we discovered this because of necessity. And really, like, I didn't know it, but when the last time that we started, you know, like this time, basically, we started our, like, we dove into fitness again and prioritized our health. We didn't have to ever question, like, are we disciplined enough? 
Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't know why for me, like from a scientific standpoint, I just knew it from an identity standpoint. I didn't understand how identity tied to science. I just like jokingly, jokingly, not jokingly, I said, I'm an athlete. I stopped doing the whole like, I'm going to work out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I just said, I'm an athlete. And I made a decision. I decided that I'm an athlete. So I go to the, I work out. It's just what I do. I'm an athlete. And that doesn't mean that, like, I don't care what anybody else's definition of an athlete is. I get to define that. I don't have to be a competitive athlete. And in reality, I am. I'm competing with the lesser version of me. Right. So, you, with awareness, you can intentionally approach your workouts. And whatever mental stressors you have, like, basically, when we started our health and wellness, like, whenever we optimized our health and wellness, all of my anxieties, like, they vanished. Because I didn't realize what I was doing at the time, but it basically backed into our freedom formula, which is like, like Goggins has his 40% rule. Mm-hmm. And we built the freedom formula for you to be able to gauge that. But I would literally be doing, it would be the, towards the tail end of the workout of insanity, like a 45 minute workout or gassed out or doing squats and, or like burpees. And I would literally look at myself in the, in the reflection and I would say, and we had our dreams written, or like our goals for the mm-hmm. quarter written out on the window. And I'd read read it, read one of them, and I'd be like, "If I don't finish this without stopping, I don't want that bad enough." And I would push through it. I would push my body past what it thought it could do because I wanted it bad enough. Mm-hmm. So I was sweating, and that sweat was building equity in my dreams. I was making an investment in my goals, and I hit. Every single one of those almost. That's, I mean, that's incredible. I think that's, I love that the name of this episode, Sweat Equity, because that's what, that's what it is. And not only is it you're sweating for your goals, but you're sweating for your future. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I don't know why, like, I don't know again if it's our culture or whatever, but working out, I thought was a luxury, not a necessity. However, it is a necessity. Absolutely. Like, you, you need to not work out when you're in your 40s and 50s because now you want to get in shape and you want to make sure you age healthily. You work out in your teens and your 20s because you want to live a life free of diseases, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as all the things that I'm learning, one of the first things when, when it comes to like high blood pressure and diabetes is what we're supposed to teach them is lifestyle modifications. Mm-hmm. And with lifestyle modifications, it's about working out and eating right. So why are we waiting? Again, why are we waiting until we get to a point where we need it to then include lifestyle modifications? Why don't we make it a habit? Because that's that's what it is. You're building equity in your future. You're building equity and living a long, happy, fulfilled life without taking medications for the rest of your life because nobody wants to do that. Who wants to be on three to four pills every single day in order to just live? Yeah. It's annoying. And it's inconvenient. And and that's where it is, right? Like the whole great the overarching question. Like the girls going through the MVM lab. 
I tell them all this. And I'm like, you have to, you have to, I want you to hear this, say it again to yourself, and tattoo this on your brain. In life, you have to either deal with the pain of discipline or suffer the pain of regret. Yeah. You get to choose. Discipline or regret. That means now or later. Right. And I would rather, I mean, anybody that wants, like, I guarantee you, this is not a, uh, an opinion. This yeah. is a fact. If you choose regret, you're literally giving up. Yeah. Like, you're choosing not to live what, not to live your life. You're choosing to exist. If you say later. Well, then I think about it, right? Like it's, I sometimes think maybe it's easy for us to talk about just because we've been on this journey for a while and we've been doing it consistently, but where did we start? That's what I'm saying. We had to start meaning you, and especially if you have, if you have major goals, right? Like I had gained 30 pounds after we got married and I wanted to lose it all plus get a six pack. So that's, that's a pretty big goal. If you have major goals, you have to put in the work. I mean, we talked about that in last week's episode. Like, nothing worth having comes easy, and that includes getting a six-pack. You have to put in the work. But let's say, number one, like, yeah, you can figure out a way to eat healthier and work out. Majority of it's in the kitchen anyway, so it, it, it attacks the mind. Because a lot of what we eat is related to what we feel like eating mm-hmm. and how we feel. And if we feel like shit, and we know that when I feel like shit, I eat comfort food. Comfort food equals pizza. Mm-hmm. I love pizza. Same. Um, then you do that, and then you, it becomes a thing because every day we're not showing up as our best self, and every day we need some sort of comfort food, mm-hmm. and that comfort food is what's causing it's fueling. It's again a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Like you're not. I guess what I want to say is like if you want to start, just freaking do it. Go for a walk. Like, I post on my stories every single day that we work out, even if it ends up being, like, a 20, 30-minute yoga. Mm -hmm. That is not, like, an intense yoga because yoga is not easy by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, I do the ones that are, like, the stretches and all peaceful and nice. But even if it's that, I moved my body. The ones, the yogas that I choose, the days that I don't really have the ability or the capacity or my body's tired from pushing it all week, it, it incorporates a meditation as well. Because it's super calming and relaxing. So I'm moving my body in order to relax my mind. Yeah. You go for a walk at 4, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning every single day. Mm -hmm. And you're moving your body as you're you're calming your mind. It's meditative. It's it's like... I don't necessarily know that meditation was designed to be... Still, physically, I, th- I think there's a possibility that we misinterpreted it. No, well, I mean, there's so many different forms No, I, of I know, I know, but I'm saying, like, as a, as a collective, we say, oh, oh you're meditating. So, so sit down and be quiet and just be. That's how you achieve stillness, mm-hmm. right? I don't... Like we, I think we, there's a possibility that we misinterpreted it as physically still. I don't, it, that's not what it's necessarily for. It's, it's the whole premise of meditation is to achieve stillness internally, right. mentally, mm-hmm. quiet your mind, right? And that's why you redirect your thoughts back to your breath. 
But you can do that in a workout. You can, absolutely. And that's what, like... You can you can meditate in motion. So meditation could be the word meditate and motion merged together. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> you probably just figured that I out. I might have. I don't know. But I just, I like to create my own meaning. And the reason why is because when you're meditating, when you get into a deep meditative state, your brain waves elevate, right? Like you have a brain wave change. On a day-to-day basis, we're in beta, which is you have low beta and you have high beta, right? So that's your fight or flight. There's a lot going on. You have an elevated level of cortisol in your body and your mind is operating at a higher frequency. There's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot going on. When you move your body, the natural response for your body is to drop its cortisol levels. Which allows your mind to quiet. Which allows you to enter that meditative state. It's not just about your body. And it's not just about your mind. And here we're all efficiency machines. Right? Mm -hmm. We all love being efficient. Killing two birds with one stone. With awareness that you can use your workout to tackle your mind and body, you can become efficient. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can do it in so many different ways. Like we had that push-up challenge last year and you had done almost 800 push-ups in an hour. I did 150 in 30 minutes and didn't even do the the other 30 minutes because I was dead. But I mean, that's more than I ever thought I could do in 30 minutes. I did 150 push-ups in 30 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and you so you can use your body as ways to break past physical, like break past mental limitations that you have. Mm -hmm. Like when we say, oh, I can't do that. Well, if you just did it, you would see that you actually could. Mm-hmm. You're just telling yourself no, so you're limiting yourself from doing it. Therefore, you just say you can't do it. Right. No, and the, and that's 1,000% why we did the push-up challenge, right? Like, me, you, Cyril, and Barth, right, the four of us, I didn't necessarily tell them why I wanted them to be involved, but... I let him know after the fact, like, it's not just about the push-ups. Because, like, to make a decision consciously, when when you feel tapped out, to do another 10, another, like, to do another set, you're choosing greatness. You're choosing the unlimited potential. Like, you're choosing to tap into who you really are. When you gas out and you're like, okay, that's it, I can't do anymore. And you just sit there watching everybody else, you're choosing to stay within your limitations. And so I let them know, I mean, I think they figured it out midway that this is, it's not just a physical game. It's a mental game. Mm -hmm. And that's why you look at people like, I mean, the greatest athletes, you look at Kobe. Right? Like, why does he have, like, the whole Mamba mentality? It's your mindset. Athletes are the great indicators of how mind and body tie together. Like, Muggsy Bowes is like, well, he like won a dunk contest, I don't know, I think sometime in, like in the 90s or early 2000s or whatever. Super short. But he made his mind up that he was going to do it. So he 
did the training and he used his body. He trained his body to work for him. Instead of becoming a victim to, these, these are just my genetics. I'm, I'm short. I'm obese. I'm, you know, I'm pre, whatever, like pre, I don't know what the terminology is, to diabetes. What is it? Pre-diabetic? No, not pre-diabetic, but like predisposed to it. Like it runs oh, in my family. Yeah. Like we accept our fate for our physicality and we think we can't control what our body does. I'm 55 years old, you know, I'm a woman, I'm not strong, you know, this like this just not what people do. Well, yeah. If you want a 1% life, you got to do what the 1% do. Buddha has the quote that you found in that book like in order to travel the path, you must first become the path. Mm-hmm. So your body, in, in building that sweat equity, is, is your priorities. You're getting your priorities in order, and you're choosing to discipline yourself, because without control, there is no freedom. You see this better than anybody I know now. Like you, for a minute... Like, for a while, you were like, why are you such a, like, such a Nazi with the workouts? Like, why are you so, like, structured? Why are you so, like, you don't give yourself compassion or, or a pass. And I'm like, there's a difference between giving myself grace when I'm injured mm-hmm. and allowing myself to slack off. Because by saying yes to one thing, you're saying no to another. By saying no to one thing, you're saying yes to another. I, I mean, I think I'm I'm bred a little differently than you. Yeah. I don't I I don't say I'm an athlete, therefore I don't not have an athlete mentality. However, I do say that I'm somebody who works out almost every single day. Meaning, I work out five to six days a week. And that's that's an identity thing now. You right. tied it to your identity, right? So whether it be and wor- by workout, I kn- I have defined it as moving my body in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Because I know that we're all busy. I know we have certain days where whatever whatever happens, and the day may go the way but instead of not doing anything do something keep that promise to yourself i don't care if it's a 15 minute walk move your body yeah joe rogan says like this is his principle like his it's a rule of his life he says i give myself the freedom to choose what workout i do on what given day but i do not give myself the option of not working out no matter what, I will move my body. Yep. What I choose to do may may differ depending on the circumstances. I might do, like every morning I wake up and I do my Surya Namaskar, right? Like I do, if I wake up a little late, I might not do three cycles of it. I might do one. But I start my day off with that because that's, I'm keeping my promise to myself that I move my body every day no matter what. Right. And then whatever happens throughout my day, if we like and this happens more and more now like we get especially building this out we get these waves of inspiration we get struck by insight and then like it's a it's a it's mandatory when you get struck by that to act on it right to so we may may say let's work out later but then we never step out of that zone so we don't go work out but we started our days off with it right and and not only that like even if we don't go work out that day we end up at least going for a walk Mm-hmm. Like I, I can, I, it takes what, 30 minutes to go for a walk and it's been gorgeous outside. We use it. Even if it's cold. I remember we went for a 15, 20 minute run. It was like 40 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. 
Like, just whatever it is, it's just necessary. I was even thinking that I don't even think I have an off day anymore. No. Like, not thinking about working out, meaning moving my body in some way, shape, or form, sounds horrendous. It sounds terrible. Like, I would, ra- I would rather... If I don't want to do something rigorous, because that's what our normal routine is, like we've been doing MMA or Insanity, I'll do a calm, relaxing yoga just to center myself, go for a walk, whatever it is, but I move my body. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want. Like, ultimately, I want everybody to realize this. I want everybody to understand this. And, like, the more and more I'm, like, I dive into it, the more I'm understanding the the true essence of it, creation is the access, not even the access, creation is the expression of God. Creativity is the expression of God. I firmly believe that Source guided me to choosing Maker as my moniker. And it's, it's my moniker for music. So Source struck me with that name, allowed me to say it out loud, so I created that now. I got to choose how I spelled it. I like to think I, I chose how I spelled it. Right? Like, but there's a meaning, there's a reason I did that. But like, I, it's for a creative avenue. I think the whole time Source was trying to tell me that, look, creation, 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 creation is how you... Get to play your version of all-knowing in your life. Mm-hmm. And what that means, and now, now that I see that, and I'm understanding it, creation, like creation and creativity is so flawed by how we view it. It's not just the fine arts. You create your routines. Mm-hmm. You create your outfits. You create your words. You create the meanings. So move your body. I, because I think my creativity knob was turned up a little higher, like, and I believe that's all because it's rooted to my purpose. I view fixing my posture as moving my body. So deep, if deep every, breathing, deep breathing is is bo- using your body. I stretch right. So like, no matter what. There is absolutely no excuse to not moving your body. Well, the only reason somebody would say I don't have time is because their their version their definition of moving your body is limited. Right. But my definition of moving your body doesn't have to be the same as yours. You get to create it. And I I love what you're saying because it's a mind body connection. So especially if throughout your day, if your work day is hectic and crazy and busy, and you just need a second like there's nothing more that you want to go to the gym but you know you don't have time today and you want to elevate your mood because you know that every time you move your body you feel fantastic you can recreate an association Mm -hmm. that maybe taking five deep breaths that's it makes you feel the same way that you feel after you're done working out Mm -hmm. but that's what we've that's what we've been able to do right like that's the like we have all these people ask us like what's the big secret like y'all look incredible what's the big secret the big secret is we, we didn't do it on accident. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we were super intentional. Like, ridiculously. Yeah. Like, and, and it's so powerful. Now, no gym? That's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, but like, you gotta hurry up. You can't do it first thing in the morning. Okay, that's cool. Like, nobody's gonna stop me from breathing. 
Nobody's going to stop me from fixing my posture. Now, I know that if I'm hunched over, and, and there, this is where, like, your body's your subconscious mind. I know when whenever that little fat version of me takes over and I start becoming, you know, like, kind of irritated, agitated, reactive, I'm distracted, you have the whole profile of who you are. Or, like, or who you used to be, the lesser version of you. And, like, you have this whole profile of this lesser version of you. And when that person takes over, Instead of looking inside my mind and trying to figure it out, I just literally go, I, I just look at my body. Like, how am I, how am I seated? Mm-hmm. How am I standing? Am I hunched over? Oh, look, it's taken over. It's, it's in my body. Because the best version of me stands upright. Yeah. I got good posture. My whole life, I, I, I didn't have good posture. But my whole life, I was a sheep. When I became a wolf, the number one thing physically, my number one obsession was my body. And it wasn't about looking good. It was about breaking limitations. And I, I literally would focus on my posture. It took one week. It took me one week to figure out how I, I should be standing. Where my shoulders should be. Should they be up front? Should they be like to the side? Like what is, what is our body? How are our bodies designed? That's why anatomy, like all of that, like piques my interest because I want to know how we were designed to be. If over time we changed like the positioning of our where we or like how we stand or like what we do with our shoulders and this and that. When we were kids we came into this world as our best selves. The whole journey is to get back to that. Right. Kids don't have bad posture. They develop it. Yeah. We don't have an ego when we're born. We develop it. So your body, getting it back to how it was designed to be, is the number one indicator of how close you're getting to your true self. If you create that understanding and you use that with intention, that's why, like we went, we went vegan, right? We went, we started, went plant based. And then we noticed that our energy levels were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like you see in the movies, when somebody's happy, they open their eyes, they fly out of bed, don't hit snooze, they're moving through life, dancing, this and that. We live that now. Right. Because we became obsessed with feeling good. And we can't feel good mentally if we're not feeling good physically. You can't I've, do it singularly. I've literally slowed down on drinking. I remember at our worst, we were drinking way too much. Regularly, mm-hmm. like I would have to say, at least four or five times a week, and now it's once a week maybe, mm-hmm. which is so empowering. Yeah, because you like you just want to wake up and feel good. And now I know because I've, I've it's become a practice that if I don't feel good, one of the first things I like to do is push myself in the gym. I like to push past any limitations I might have, and then I'm like. Oh, okay. It's just it's just the fatty in me trying to get me bring me down. Mm-hmm. I use moving my body as a way to break past mental limitations, and I think that's that's the biggest thing with sweat equity is use your body to fix your mind. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and all of this time, all everything that the masses do, I'm not motivated. I'm lazy. I'm not. I'm not. I, I just. I just don't feel like I'm. I'm just tired. They, we've we've come to believe that it's mental first, physical second. Mm-hmm. 
that's how it's supposed to be. But you can't just do that at the drop of a dime. Right. Because you have to break the the lesser version of you. This is what this boils down to. It's me versus me. One of those, me, is unlimited. It's the best version of you. The other me is within your body. Mm-hmm. It's how you're hardwired. That's why neuro, like neuroscience is not something that we just decided to incorporate. It's something that we deeply had to understand because that is the great invisible hand that's controlling you, the one that's keeping you from your dreams. All of that is your own hand. Mm-hmm. It's inside your body. It's wired into you. The only way to break that wiring is to move it. Yep. Move your body. And then when it gets into a state of discomfort and, and unknown, it's looking for advice. And now the mind comes into the game. And you can you can guide your body. That's why, like in the MVM lab, we have people, we, we have everybody that goes through it create a distinction. Your body is your employees, your employees. Your mind is your managers. When there's when there's a lack of alignment, you got you got bad company morale. Right. And we I mean I think it's designed to help them understand where where the employees or their body is running the show and when their mind is running the show. And then once they understand that, we can start to um, break certain patterns mm-hmm. that don't serve them and replace them with ones that do. I, I mean, it's the lab is where all the work actually happens based off of everything we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's 100% it. I love it. This was. I think we're gonna have to do another episode on this because we can literally talk about this forever. No, we'll do plenty on this. Um, the mind body connection is is everything. Yeah. It is all me versus me, and it's super super important. Um, I'm gonna ask you. What are the takeaways? What are three things that you want people to understand first and foremost about the mind body connection? I guess the first thing would be to understand that there is a mind-body connection. So if you don't believe me, when next time you're feeling like shit, move your body. Either take five deep breaths, go for a 10-minute walk, or go do your favorite workout and tell me that your mind and your body is not connected. Um, Number two, I want you to understand that it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you do something, and don't cheat yourself of it. If you have the time, do what's good for you, meaning go do that hard workout or go do whatever it is that you have promised yourself to do. But if you're pressed for time, don't use time as an excuse. Do something. You can literally, if you're good at stretching, stretch. If you want to get better at stretching, start doing it. Start practicing. Even just stretching and what like even just like massaging yourself like on, on your arms or whatever just moving your body in a different way or like you said fixing your posture is so important um and the last thing i would say is start today because if you struggle with this don't keep struggling you, we're not telling you to do insanity like we did. At least start with something little. But start today. Because tomorrow never comes. And then you're going to be 
five or ten years down the road and you're going to say, how the hell did I get here? Well, you got you got there because you didn't start today. Mm-hmm. So, that's all. I love it. <laughs> Y'all heard her. Get up. Move get your up. body. Free yourself. <laughs> Build some sweat equity. Make a good investment instead of uh, spending all your money at McDonald's. We know that tastes good. Being healthy feels. But does it really taste good? I mean, I remember it used to for me. I like fries. His pores used to smell like McDonald's. This is a theory that she has. After he showered. (laughs) You see how the story that people have of you drives the smells through which they sense you? The truth, baby, it hurts. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Me vs. Me. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, find a friend and share this with them ASAP, within the hour. Why? Because it's going to show that you're taking yourself and your growth seriously. You're taking massive action. Plus, you're going to get a little built-in accountability buddy and somebody that you can kind of bounce ideas off of and build a tribe. It's extremely beneficial. It's a win-win. Make sure you do that. Also, Make sure that you subscribe and leave a comment and then head on over to Instagram and tap in with us. We're here to help you defy the odds. Find us on Instagram at shenanays underscore lab. That's S-H-A-N-A-Y-N-A-Y-S underscore lab. Tap in with me at The Maker Show. That's T-H-E-M-A-Y-K-R show. Playing the game of life at the highest level is not easy, but I promise you it's always worth it. And when you set out and you make that your mission, and life happens, and you feel like you're stuck, and your back's on the wall, just take a step back, take a deep breath, and remember, it's me versus me. Watch your mouth when I come around, I'ma shut it down, got that sound that's gonna run the town, in and out the town, ain't no way around it, flows